Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about from client to employee with the help of special guest Megan Haynes of Hercules Design Build in St. Louis, Missouri. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone, Tim Fowler here and welcome to another episode of the Tim Fowler Show. So keep those ideas coming in. Love to hear from everybody and uh, we'll do our best just to get you your guest or you uh, on the on the show as quickly as possible. So several of my consulting clients uh, over the years that I've been doing this tried what I'm going to call a bold experiment. And that was to have a client, usually a really good client, somebody that they seem to get along well with, to come in and actually work for them as a member of their team. Now, they kind of had this idea that because the client had been through the remodel experience, that perhaps they would be able to help the company get better and better uh, as it moved forward. Now, the ones that I know about ended with poor results. In other words, it didn't work very well. Okay. So now I don't know if there were other challenges, I don't know what the reason was. It could be very well that it just wasn't the right person. Doesn't, didn't have anything to do with uh, being a client. The other thing that I just want to mention is when I'm talking with companies and, and in seminars and stuff, I have a presentation that I do on zero punch list. And uh, we've done some podcast episodes on it. But one of the things that I tell people to do to try to get a zero punch list is to bring in what I call the second set of eyes. And I have a slide about this and it, it, it lists it all, like the production manager can come out and the owner of the company can come out. And then my very last entry is get a past client to come in and do your inspection for you. In other words, in terms of making your final list and everybody in the room laughs. And then there's usually a, a suggestion, well, we don't want Mrs. So-and-so you know, like she was particularly hard on us. Well, you know, let's stop and think about this for a second. That might actually be a good idea if it's somebody that's vested in you. So our guest today was on uh, with us a few weeks back as the client. So uh, Megan was on just as the client of the company. And uh, there were some great insights in there. I think some of them are very subtle but I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 134 if you're working on your client experience. So I promised her that we would get her back on and talk about that transition from being the client to now being an employee. So as far as I know, this is the first example where it's actually working. And so we wanna hear from her, how well does it work? Why does it work? what if there were any struggles to making it work and uh in again in our pre-show conversation she joked a little bit about you know going to work for the contractor so she could get all that money back that she paid the contractor to do 
uh, the work in her house. Now, I know what it costs to do remodeling. So she's either making a lot of money or she plans on staying there for a long time to get all that money back. So, Steve, let's go ahead and get started here. All right, so we are excited to welcome back Megan Haynes. She is the production coordinator for Hercules Design Build, a remodeling company in the St. Louis area. She has been with the company for a little over a year and a half, but prior to coming on board as an employee, she was a client for three remodeling projects in her home. Welcome back to the show, Megan. Thanks for having me back. Hey, this is going to be a lot of fun. Like I suggested in the introduction, I know some people have tried this before and it just hasn't seemed to work out. So I'm really interested to see uh, how, how it's working and why it's working for you guys at Hercules. So tell us, since, since there are no standard job descriptions in this business of ours, what is your role at Hercules? What is it you do? So I'm kind of the piece between design and production. I'm in, in non-COVID times, I'm in the office with design, but I'm responsible for doing a lot of the ordering. I, I get all the sub bids for our projects. Um, I just coordinate between what the designers have selected and what they have specified and what they want and what production needs to hit their milestones on their schedule and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so does this involve much client interaction? Again, because that's kind of the point of this conversation is to talk about being a you know, client and then becoming an employee. I have, it, it does, but it's, um, it varies from job to job for sure. Um, and, my, and my job description has kind of, evolved over the time that I've been there because we brought on more people since I was hired. So there are things that I was kind of picking up that I don't have to do anymore. So there are some things that some projects I had more client interaction, but now I do, I just come in a little later usually. So, and it's kind of like whatever needs to be coordinated with the client. Like I might, set up some site visits before we start construction. I might, I just emailed a client last week. I was asking for their appliance selection so I could send them to our cabinet maker. So I do have client interactions, but it's really varied. Okay, cool. So what did you do in your previous employment? Uh, and again, I don't know all about your life and everything, but before you came to work for uh, Hercules, what what types of jobs did you have or roles did you have? So immediately before I came to Hercules, I worked in an elementary school um, as a literacy TA. So I helped. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can just hear everybody out there going like, that's why she what? gets along with those production guys so well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to interrupt there for a second, Megan. Go ahead. You you were in an elementary school. Yeah. And then and then um and before that I was in a school library. But before my public education career, I was in retail management for a million years. Forever. So I have lots 
and lots and lots of customer service experience and a lot of experience just kind of having to multitask. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of guessing that that role of production coordinator, that when you talk about customer service, you're probably looking at the production team is like a customer and that maybe the, the uh, design team is like a customer. And so it's not just about your clients as much as it is just the skills of getting along with people. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I think customer service skills can translate to almost any other job where you have to deal with people in any capacity because it's just interpersonal skills. It's just communication and like figuring out what somebody is actually asking you and what they actually need and then giving that to them. Yeah, that's really good. So I was just getting, I was just trying to sit here thinking, going like, how would somebody get customer service skills without going through years and years and years of retail management? Is there anything that you could say, like you just commented about like, Anything you could boil it down to, like customer service boils down to this or that. Any Anything like that? I think one really important thing, like I said, is figuring out what someone is actually asking for. So sometimes it's just asking questions or doing a little research or reading between the lines a little bit. So figuring out what they're actually asking for and giving them what whatever they need, whatever's going to fill that need or solve their problem or help them do their job. And yeah. then... That's so good, yeah. Like, asking open-ended questions was always a really big thing in customer service and retail um, because that'll give you more information than just a yes or a no. Right. Uh, so that's huge. I think... Uh, I mean, you know, there's that old saying that the customer is always right. And we all know that that's not actually true, but, <laughs> but kind of treating them like that, no matter what, you know, just being polite and listening to what they're saying and valuing what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're not always right, but somehow you have to make them feel good about being wrong. You know, it's, right. it's a, it's a challenge because, because we're typically trying to make everybody know how much we know versus uh, making them feel good in the experience. So that's great. I, I think that's a, an amazing, that right there makes the podcast uh, worth every, t- every minute that somebody's going to spend on it. Just that insight into customer customer service. So anything else like that, that just like a little tidbit about customer service or customer relations that, that you use in your job now, or that you use that might help other people? I'm also really big on never pretending like I know the answer when I don't know the answer, but letting some, whoever I'm talking to know, I'm going to find it out for you. You know, I'm, I will never just be like, I'm going to give you an answer so I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. But right. I will never, on the flip side, I will never say, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> you know, 
be like, I'm not sure. Let me find out for you. You're out of luck, buddy. I don't know, yeah. so you're stuck. <laughs> okay, great. So uh, really good, good customer service stuff right there. So how did this happen that you ended up working for Hercules? Did you suggest it to him and, and or did he come to you or how, how did that all transpire in terms of because most general contractors aren't looking at their clients go like, hey, that's a potential employee right there. You know, they're, it's just different. Right. How, how did it happen? Um, it was kind of, it was a little bit of a mutual thing. I know at the time that Dave hired me, he recognized a need for someone to really take on being the liaison between design and production because they were growing so much. And, you know, when he started, he was doing everything and he realized he couldn't really do everything anymore and that they needed more people on their team. So he was sort of already thinking like, Oh, I need somebody who can kind of be this in between piece. And I was not really happy in my job at the time. And having been a client a couple of times, I was really happy with all the results. But there, I could, I, when I started with them, they were much smaller. So over the course of three projects, I could see like, oh, they, they need somebody to kind of keep track of receiving and to keep track of ordering and communicating between this person and that person. You know, just there was no glaring thing that I was like, oh. They, you know, they're really not doing well at this. But there were just little things that I was like, oh, they could really use somebody to do this or do that. And Dave and I just kept running into each other. We went to the same gym. (laughs) And we (laughs) basically lived in the same neighborhood. So we just kept running into each other. And, you know, he sort of mentioned, oh, I need somebody to take care of this. And I was like, I could, I could do that. And then we started talking about it and just kind of happened. What was the, what was the reaction? I, I think Brian was your project manager, or lead carpenter for you. Was it Brian? Is that the name? Right. Brian. 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 Okay. Yeah. So what was the reaction when it was announced or it was, you showed up at the office and everybody <laughs> understood that Megan was used to be a client and now she's uh, part of the team. How did people respond to that? Well, I think, Ryan knew, like, I wasn't there when Dave was like, hey, I hired Megan. So I'm not sure exactly what happened. But um, I had probably the most interaction with Ryan. And he seemed to have a positive reaction. Um, And he knew, like, he didn't just walk in the office and I was there. But some of the other guys, who maybe don't spend as much time in the office, (laughs) were like, oh, hey. (laughs) And um, some of the subs, you know, were like, hey, didn't I? do your bathroom? Yeah, yeah, you do. So, but it seemed over, overall pretty positive. Nobody was like, oh, that's unfortunate, you know? So, (laughs) I, I, I feel like when they were all working on my project, we had a good rapport and I, we got along well. So, I think that kind of transferred. So, I, I do know that you, you mentioned that maybe Ryan, uh, said, now you're going to get to see how the sausage is made. And I've heard that 
comment from a lot of different people. And, you know, it's a pretty common uh, comment. So um, any surprises that you found when, I mean, at the risk of uh, uh, telling a little bit on Hercules here, uh, anything you found that you, you didn't expect? I didn't really, I wasn't really surprised by anything, no. Um, and I guess I sort of, having been in retail for so long, I kind of expect everything, anything that on the surface looks good to be like barely contained chaos. Also working in public schools, honestly, working with children, it's just barely contained chaos. Right. But you can still end up with an amazing product. And we're not barely contained chaos, you know, we're, we're right. better than that. But I just kind of go into every experience like this could be just insane under the surface and it wasn't so I was pleasantly surprised um and I think we definitely have smoothed some stuff out like over the course of almost two years bringing on more people and changing our systems and using new software and stuff like that we definitely smoothed it out so it's gotten better but it wasn't a disaster by any means or super shocking or surprising, you know. Are you worried about the future of your business? Are you stuck and unsure about what step to take next? Do you have any doubts about your ability to lead through this crisis? Whether it's business, finance, or production, we have the experienced professional coaches standing by to help you and your team battle through these uncertain times. To learn more about our coaching program and to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with our head coach, Doug Howard, visit remodelercoach.com today. Now back to the show. So I got some back-to-back questions. Were you starting a... Uh position that was being developed or were you coming in a place someone had left? So I was starting a position that was being developed. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, go ahead. Well, so, which was training is what I'm looking has, for. It has been kind of cool because it gave me the opportunity to sort of help decide what that position is yeah. and decide how I do things, which I think makes it easier too. Yeah, that's really cool. So the, um, but how important was being the client? I mean, what what are the most important pieces that you pull from being the client and putting into your current role? I just, I think I try to communicate with the client the way that I wanted to be communicated. And I mean, Ryan's really communicative. He's really great about that. Um, And our other team members are too. So it wasn't like that was a problem. I just tried to continue that and think about like, you know, if this was my project and I had this question, what would I want to, you know, what would I want to hear? Why would I be asking this question? Or why would I have this concern? Or, or when I, you know, sometimes they don't even know there's a problem, but I know there's a problem because I, I found out that something is backordered for three months or discontinued or, and so I'm like, what would I want to hear in this situation? And normally for me, that's 
here's the problem, but here are some solutions. Yeah. And so, kind of game plan. So any thoughts about being like an inspector of the punch list uh, as a client that, you know, going through at the end of a project and looking at how it's doing, you know, as you're in your role as a company representative, any, have, has anybody ever thought about maybe doing that? Um, you know, we haven't done that. I think that's actually a pretty interesting idea. It could work out pretty well. We have some clients, clients who, who do give us punch lists, like current clients who will be yeah. like, here are all the things, um, yeah. but on their own projects. But I think that that having another set of eyes, we, and we have done some things like um, as we've promoted more people to project manager, brought on more project managers. We've done some things where we've had like a, a team walk through like right before drywall with right. the designers or like we've instituted more site visits at different points, which is I think helpful because then the person who designed it and the person who helped with the client selection can be like, oh, hey, what about this? Or, you know, and the carpenter can be like, I know you wanted this, but we had to do it this way because we found this thing when we opened up this wall. Right. So I think it can be helpful for that. So if you were going to advise a contractor that might be thinking about hiring from his client pool, in other words, they've, they've got a good client that seems to, to work, what kind of advice would you give them? And just in terms of your experience and what you you found, what would what would you advise? I think it's important to find someone who does have some sort of customer service experience, even if you think this person is just going to be sitting in the office and they're not going to be dealing with customers every day. I think that's just a great prerequisite for almost any job. And it doesn't have to be retail, customer service. It could be any number of things um, or any kind of like leadership or management experience, I think is great too. And that again, doesn't have to be like you were actually a store manager or you were, you know, uh, it could be working with kids or running any kind of program really. Right. Um, I mean, we I don't know. It is hard to put your finger on exactly what makes it work. I think like I talked about this a little bit last time, some of it is just our personalities. Right. You know, and we're a pretty small company. So I think Dave knew in hiring me, I had interacted with everybody in the company and all the subs for the most part. And he knew that that had worked out well. So if you have the ability, if you have a smaller company and you have the ability to know, Oh, this person gets along with all my subs, gets along with all my carpenters. That would be really helpful. Now, I guess as we we kind of wrap this up, what is your uh, what is your vision for yourself at Hercules? Do you have any? Do you see another role there, or do you see it pretty much? You like <laughs> you love this role, and you're gonna just develop it and make it that much better. You know, right now, I really do like this role. Um, I'm pretty flexible. I kind of roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. um, so as things change and come up, that doesn't bother me. I'm excited by that. But I do really, really like my job. I think right now, 
I'm pretty part time because this year has been so crazy, and I, my kids are at home, and I'm at home, and so I think in the future, especially as we continue to grow, I'll probably be working more hours, right. but doing similar things, and I'm pretty happy with that. But there's still stuff for me to learn, and that's kind of for me the thing that makes something exciting in the workplace is knowing that there's still stuff for me to learn. So yeah. as long as that's the case, I'm pretty content. <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting here thinking, ah, uh, you know, some of those customer service skills would be fantastic in a general manager. You know, <laughs> someone I'm, yeah. I'm serious, you know, the ability to manage people is a rare trait and you don't have to, you know, know, know how every building goes together and that sort of thing. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking like 10 years down the road, we'll have you back on as the, the client that went to employee that went to general manager. Well, from your mouth to Dave's ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it never hurts to put a bug in somebody's ear, you know, sometimes it, sometimes, especially us guys, we need that uh, like a whisper in the air that says, Hey, this is possible, dude. You know, Megan, thank you so much for taking time again to be with us. And uh, I, again, I love the insight in terms of customer service and what that what you've been able to bring to that position uh, through that. And uh, I'm, I'm sure this is going to be a great episode when we finally get it out on the airwaves. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Take care. Yeah. Tim, while we're going through this and talking to Megan, I realized that we have never really dealt with direct customer service experience. That was an incredible insight. I'm so glad we got to have Megan back on the show. Um, the teacher, the, the retail experience, it's, it's very interesting to have that, to, to bring that to this position of having direct customer service experience. That was awesome. Yeah, and I think, I think it's the thing I mean, I make the point in a lot of seminars, like we do on time, on budget, delighted client. And we spend a lot of time talking about on time and on budget, but very little time talking about delighted client. And I'm just thinking, and, and Megan brought it out really strong for us, that if people would spend more time developing customer service skills across the board, then the teams would work better together, clients would be happier, they would have a better experience, and uh, large or small companies would do really, really well. And I really like, and one of the things I talked with Megan about after the last uh, podcast was I kept asking, like, how do you make that happen? And so I was just almost, you probably heard it in my voice, ecstatic when I asked, like, all right, so what is that customer service thing? And she brought out, you know, listen, really listening to the other person and trying to find out what they are really saying yeah. instead of jumping to a conclusion. Oh, I can answer that question. No, no, no. Tell me a little bit more about what you're, you know, give me a little bit more. Give me a little bit. Okay, now I finally understand. And I thought, you know, I'm not a customer service expert, but it sounded to me like that is customer service in a nutshell, really listening to 
whoever your customer is. It might be your client, it might be your designers, it might be your production people, might be your boss. Um, really listening and not kind of jumping to a conclusion. Yeah, no, that that surface level reaction of, of hearing someone's first answer and then giving, yeah. you know, a response, um, digging into tell me a little bit more about that, help me understand phrases like that. You'll find out that that original piece is completely different than what they were actually had an issue with or had a question on. So that was really, that was great insight. Before we wrap this up, one of the way, one of the places where I learned this was so important, but just listening to couples talk to each other mm-hmm. like in, a, in a counseling type environment. And, yeah. and you can just tell that the way this, let's say the husband, the way the husband answered the wife, he was not listening. <laughs> you, know? you can tell he just missed the point. And part of what you have to do is get them to, to, but that's, but I just, like I said, in the middle of the podcast, if we got anything out of this thing, yeah, it's let's really listen to people and make sure that we're paying attention to that. Yeah, this is really great. We're very excited that Megan was able to come back onto the show. Uh, and especially today, we want to thank you. Day after Valentine's Day, we want to show love to our uh, the people that listen and help us put on the Tip Fowler show, especially you. And remember, we're working really, really hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of the Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com/consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. Please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.